the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Very interesting perspective uh, voiced by our uh, first caller today. He says the way Joe Biden will take the attention off of the unmitigated disaster in Afghanistan is to uh, double down on tyranny. Maybe vaccine mandates for flights around the country. They've uh, already instituted a vaccine mandate for nursing homes and extended care facilities that want to receive Medicaid and Medicare, uh, that is almost every one, and uh, that's going to lead to fewer and fewer people being willing to work at nursing homes and long-term care facilities because it's not a lucrative position. Uh, I know this topic uh, well, all too well, because uh, we dealt with this in my family with my mom after my father passed away suddenly. She stayed in her home for a couple months, but then it became clear to myself and to my brothers that she couldn't do that safely, and we were very fortunate uh, to find an awesome uh, nursing home in our hometown where she could stay. But the finances are crushing. And many people are in the same situation that we were in, which is we just hope that the assets that our mom and dad accumulated in their life are going to hold out long enough to pay the bills. And that's where Medicare and Medicaid step in. So for many people who have their parents in these facilities, uh, you need to know these facilities aren't going to be in business if they're not allowed to accept if Medicaid and Medicare aren't going to pay the bills. Those are federal programs. Um, When Joe Biden said yesterday that he's going to order facilities to require their workers to get the COVID-19 vaccine or they'll lose Medicare and Medicaid funding, what he's essentially doing is putting a lot of long-term care facilities either out of business, increasing the price because now you got to pay it all. Medicaid and Medicare aren't going to cover it. Or he's going to force them to care for fewer patients because <laughs> it's a very labor-intensive deal to care for people in nursing homes. You need staff. You need competent staff. And so the vaccine hesitancy among people who work in nursing homes is palpable. Uh, here's a quote from a nursing home worker. It says, staffing is going to get worse. I work in a long-term care facility, and many of us are willing to be fired. That young lady is actually a nurse at the facility where my uh, mother was a resident. About 
a little more than half of nursing home staff in Ohio have been vaccinated, which is it's about what the population of Ohio has been. You'd expect it to be the same it is. Roughly a third of the facilities in Ohio faced a staffing shortage in July before this mandate came up. The average nursing facility, according to surveys of industry sources, say that each facility, each facility has an average vacancy of 19 people. They're they're 20 people short on average every facility. And the people who are unvaccinated, they've been lectured to, they've been hectored, they've been told, you know, you have to get vaccinated. The safety of our patients depends on it. And they haven't done it already, so why would they do it now? I mean, they're not making, here's the thing, they're not making enough. Is this a good job market right now? You know it is. It's a great job market. There are a lot of jobs out there. How many times have we talked on this show about jobs that can't be filled? Lots of them. Lots of them. Jobs that can't be filled. Okay. So if you work at a nursing facility and you're making, eh, you're making 15, 18 bucks an hour, what are the odds you can go out and find another job that'll pay that? Good. They're very good. And what are the odds you could go out and find another job where you don't have to get vaccinated to make that money? Probably not as good, but still probably good. So this is a opportunity for Joe Biden to, he's so incredibly married to being able to take a victory lap on the percentage of Americans who are vaccinated. He is willing to do anything to get people to 70%, to get to get America to 70% vaccination rate. And people are becoming increasingly skeptical of the vaccines because now he says, y'all have to get a booster shot. Wait a minute, I thought we were good forever. I thought we were good for a year. We're good for eight months. Hmm. And more and more, and I'll, I think these are quacks. More and more quacks are coming out talking about, I watched a video today of some guy. I mean, you think these, you think humanity's lucky to survive getting vaccines from this video I watched today. Now, look, I think there's reasonable vaccine hesitancy, but when people say you're going to be sterile and you're going to get HIV and you're going to have millions of blood clots, you're gonna, I, I don't want to litigate that with you here on the Bruce Hooley Show. Are there people who have those kinds of reactions? Yes. There are, probably, there are definitely people. Are there people who've inexplicably died from the vaccine? Yes. Is it, is it a certainty? I don't think so. Is that any part of my hesitancy? No. My, I suppose my hesitancy would be an authentic faith objection. At least I think it's authentic. I believe God gave us all miraculous bodies. And hear me now, no, hear me on this. If we take care of that body, then I believe that gives me the best chance to fight off a virus, not cancer, okay, not meningitis. There are diseases I know my body can't fight off, but viruses, I don't, I'm not in the habit of getting a seasonal flu shot. I'm just not. If I get it, I get it. If I get it, I believe I'll recover. Maybe sometime I'll be wrong. And I'm not saying COVID's the flu. Don't don't cancel me, YouTube. Don't cancel me, Google. I'm just saying people have a, have a reason. There's a reasonable skepticism about vaccines that you thought would be good for at least a year that now are eight months and you have to get another shot. 
And as you hear more and more people, and yes, more and more quacks say, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. I understand why people would be hesitant to get a third shot. But Joe Biden doesn't care. He wants to get that percentage to 70%. Listen to this from the uh, AARP Ohio. It says that only 7.9%, 8% of Ohio nursing homes had at least 75% of its staff vaccinated, which is the industry's goal. So 92% of Ohio nursing homes do not have 75% of their staff vaccinated. And Joe Biden says, well, I'll fix that. I'll just make it mandatory for you to get Medicaid and Medicare funding to pay for grandma and grandpa's apartment or nursing home room or long-term care. I'll make it mandatory for that facility to get Medicaid. 75%. All their people have to be vaccinated. All of them. That'll get that vaccine rate up. And then I'll come out and I'll go, gee, look what I did for the American public. And you know what he's going to do? Just like his friendly, loving, caring, compassionate border policies have led to an overrun of the southern border and people released into the country with COVID and who knows what else in terms of their political allegiances or nefarious ideals. You say, well, they're not all criminals, Bruce. They don't all have to be criminals. Only a f- select few. How many How many hijackers were there on 9-11? Huh? 20-something? You think when they apprehend 250,000 people in a month at the border, think anybody slips through the cracks? Think you know all about them? Yeah, I suppose the ego of Joe Biden is such that, yeah, we got to cover, don't worry. Mark Milley would tell you we got to cover. After all, Mark Milley, back to our friend Mark Milley, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. You know, sometimes, have you ever said something that you thought would exonerate you? And then after you say it, like right as the last syllable leaves your lips, you go, whoops, I shouldn't have said that. That actually makes me look bad. Here is uh, General Mark Milley doing exactly that, talking about what they expected to happen in Afghanistan once we pulled out. No idea why that won't play. Oh, I know why, because my computer's frozen up. I promise you, I will play that for you uh, and show a little bit more about how dire the nursing home situation in Ohio is because of this threat from the Biden administration that, hey, if you don't get vaccinated, we're not going to pay for grandma's room anymore. Next on The Bruce Woolley Show. I'm excited today. We have uh, made connections with, and I believe we'll have for you Monday, as a guest, Michael Knowles of The Daily Wire, author of the new book, Speechless, Controlling Words, Controlling Minds. So look for Michael Knowles to join the Bruce Woolley Show on Monday. Very much looking forward to that. Uh, Mike Richards will not be uh, hosting Jeopardy anymore. Did you, Aaron, did you see this on the new Jeopardy host? I did see this. How about this? I didn't. Uh, I don't follow the Jeopardy uh, gambit on who's going to be the new host, but he was what two weeks 
Has he started yet? Did he ever start before he's well, done? Well, they filmed one, but it's not going to be ever seen. <laughs> this will be the lost episode of Jeopardy. Mike Richards, who was the executive producer, has now been canceled as Jeopardy's host just two weeks after being named. He wrote a letter to the show today, stepping down as host effective immediately. Not going to tape any more shows. Why? Apparently on podcasts he made uh, remarks that were considered, and I say considered because I didn't hear them, uh, considered uh, anti-Semitic and, uh, well, unacceptable by today's standards. So I'm not, I'm not saying he didn't or did. I haven't heard them. I'm just saying that he's, uh, he's out. So, Aaron, you got a shot? Yeah, sounds like they're going back to guest hosts for now. So. Guest hosts. LeVar Burton will end up with that gig full-time. Trust me. Well, the, the, he with the lowest ratings of any guest host, which killed him, but it was during the Olympics, so it was kind of uh, – yeah. I thought he was the fan favorite. Well, he is the fan favorite. He is the fan. The, the he's the online fan he's favorite. the online fan favorite. Yeah, okay. Well, there you go. Uh, Mark Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, is not a favorite of mine. I think he is a uh, horribly inept leader. Uh, he lost me when he said he thinks it's important that his servicemen and women read Ibram X. Kendi's lousy leftist writings. But sometimes... Incompetence has a way of announcing itself, and it forces its way to the surface eventually, and you've seen that in Afghanistan with how this military operation has played out. Uh, Millie is a career soldier. Uh, I'm very highly doubtful of the fact that he could have any respect for Joe Biden beyond the amount of respect that he has to feign because, of course, that is his boss. But uh, Mark Milley's not taking the fall for a guy who never wore the uniform. But Mark Milley's not exactly smart enough to know that there are some things he shouldn't say because some of the things that he says land on him. Here he is trying to kind of explain, uh, mitigate the apocalyptic failure uh, of military operations, extracting American citizens and loyalists to America in Afghanistan from Kabul. Here's Millie saying uh, what he thought would make him look better, but in fact makes him look like a complete idiot. The time frame of a rapid collapse, that was widely estimated and ranged from weeks to months and even years following our departure. There was nothing that I or anyone else saw that indicated a collapse of this army and this government in 11 days. See, I wouldn't say that because it's your job to know your enemy, right? This is like in the whole putting together of a plan to get people out of Afghanistan. What is the first thing you have to think about and ponder? How do we get them out safely? Okay, well, why are we asking that question? Because there are people who might keep them from getting out safety. And who are those people? Ah, I remember. Those guys are the Taliban. The Taliban that harbored the terrorists who took down the World Trade Center. So we have to make sure that what we do is outfox, defeat, keep at arm's length, the Taliban. And you would certainly have in your mind and in your planning a vision for how do we keep them? from getting in the way of what we're trying to do. How much time do we have? That might be a question you'd want to ask. 
And I'm sure they had many different scenarios in mind. Years, months. But 11 days, no. Nobody! Now that, to me, if I'm sitting across from Mark Milley on the day we do his job evaluation, I'm saying, why did you botch this so amazingly bad? Like, nobody under your command could see this coming? Like, it's not like we just parachuted in there, Mark. We've been there two decades. What were you doing on 9-11-01? What rank did you hold? Were you a sergeant? Were you a corporal? You've come up through the ranks. You've obviously kissed the right rings to get where you are. Do your job, dude. Do your job. And obviously, in this case, you can't. So typically, what does that mean? That means you don't get the opportunity to do your job anymore. That's typically what happens. Incompetence is not typically rewarded in the military. It is in politics. Look who our president is. So I don't know how Millie survives this. Um, And by the way, uh, Lloyd Austin, who, you know, they were so happy to announce Lloyd Austin as Secretary of Defense. Now, do not, do not twist my words that Lloyd Austin did a bad job on this in any way, shape, or form because he's black. That has absolutely zero, zip, not a nothing to do with it. But Lloyd Austin was an attractive candidate for this job to the Biden administration because he checked an intersectional box. And fine, I could care less if Lloyd Austin can do the job. That's a really important job, being the Secretary of Defense. I don't care what color you are. I don't care what sex you are. I don't care which team you root for. I care that you do the job. Well, it's pretty clear to me from the way Lloyd Austin responded to this reporter's question the other day, that he cannot do the job. Because if you want to use this answer ever in a leadership seminar, make sure you use it under the heading, how not to be a leader. Do you believe or do you regret not starting the evacuation a bit earlier, even by a day or two to sort of get ahead of the curve and regretting not starting the evacuation even a few days earlier? Who's that for, Idris? Either one. We, you know, we make plans for a number of things, and, and clearly, as Chairman pointed out, uh, we, uh, as we did detailed planning throughout, we recognized that there might be a, a a point in time when we have to conduct a neo. So we positioned all the all the right uh, forces in theater to be able to do that. We put forces on standby in the United States to to support that. And, of course, uh, you know, we, we also did uh, were in support of the uh, of the uh, state led um, SIV process, SIV applicant process throughout. So in terms of, you know, doing everything that we could as, at the at the right time, I think we, I think we have been been pretty prudent in terms of thinking ahead and, and planning for contingencies and we're executing uh, a, a one of those plans right now. Huh? You know, there's a 
factor that you can use to evaluate the certainty of a leader. And I call it the um factor. The number of times a leader says um, hesitates, stumbles, bumbles, is a pretty good tell that they are in full CYA mode and that they don't have a clue what they're saying. Or they've been caught in an incredible mistake. Do you regret not starting the evacuation earlier? A day or two. A true leader would say, in hindsight, obviously, it would have been better for us to have prepared to begin these evacuation procedures earlier than we did. And then explain either why you didn't or how now you are going to take care of the issue that you didn't take care of before. In other words, the best leaders display humility. People view it as a weakness to say, I made a mistake. It actually isn't. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.